Hello, and welcome to this Nat Alliance Now podcast. I'm super excited about the podcast today. I'm co-hosting with my friend and colleague, Dustin Bryant, who is one of our academic directors and the host of Awkward Insurance. Hey, Dustin, how are you? Great, Mitch. How are you? Good. What's new with uh, the Awkward Insurance podcast and its host? We have a lot of fun and exciting podcasts going on right now. So if you haven't had the chance to jump on and listen, now's the perfect time to do so. Awesome. It's great. I love the last episode with Kelly Searle. So. A lot of laughing through that one. <laughs> yeah, it's awkward, right? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> anyway, I'm delighted to be with you today. The topic today is around our outstanding CSR of the year. And I've got a colleague and friend of mine, Danielle Jenica, on the call. Welcome, Danielle. Hey, Mitch. Good morning. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you. Danielle is our chief experience officer here at the National Alliance and really spearheads the entire outstanding CSR of the year campaign and project. So let me start, Danielle, and ask you a few questions about the award. What does it mean? What is the, sometimes we'll see this O-C-S-R-Y. What is that and what is its history? Sure. Thanks, Mitch. Um, insurance, particularly the National Alliance, has a lot of alphabet soup associated with it, be it designations or abbreviations. So O-C-S-R stands for Outstanding CSR of the Year. Um, the National Alliance developed this award back in 1991 to really recognize those individuals that are on the front line day in and day out, providing exceptional service um, to their agency, the companies, the industry, as well as their clients in particular. And so we wanted to recognize those individuals by kind of separating them up, elevating them, um, giving them an opportunity to share their stories, share their experiences with us, and give them that recognition they so richly deserve. What makes it so special this year? I have to tell you, I'm a little giddy, and I was so excited when Dustin came up with this idea for this podcast, because as you mentioned, um, I've had the, the pleasure and the honor of working with the award for almost 25 years now. This is the 30th anniversary Amazing. this year. So to have an award of this magnitude and recognition in the industry, and to have a 30-year history, if you will, a roll call of honor for right. all of these individuals is, is phenomenal, simply. And, and the exciting part that makes it special this year in honor of the 30th anniversary, we are increasing the national award winner cash award to $3,000 this year. Amazing. That's I know, really cool. I know, I yeah. can't wait, I'm excited. So how does someone go about nominating a, a candidate? So the easiest way to make a nomination, and let me take it a step back, Mitch, and talk about nominations, because there's there's several different ways that it can be handled. Okay. Um, an individual can nominate somebody that they feel is deserving. They can nominate them and share their information with us, the nominator's information with us, so we can let them know that we've received that. They can also nominate an individual anonymously, or that individual can self-nominate. And the easiest way to find the nomination form is to go to the homepage on our website, and about midway down on that homepage is a banner ad for the 2021 Outstanding CSR of the Year Award. You can click on that navigate to see the current year's essay topics, past year's national winners, and then more importantly, a nomination form. So you mentioned an essay topic. Can you explain what that is? Sure. So part of the, the competition, if you will, it starts at the state level. 
so once the nomination is received, we send the individual the candidate information packet. And what that is, is generally a biographical document that asks them for their you know, history, um, educational experiences, professional development, how long they've been in the industry, their position. It also asks for letters of reference, two letters of reference, as well as a thousand word essay topic. And each year we change the essay topic, which is where we really get that true insight into the individual, um, what they're doing in their agency, in their community. Um, I think that's probably the most favorite part of the competition for our Blue Ribbon panel of judges and probably the most difficult part of the competition because after the state level, when you get to that national level with all of the state winners, um, I don't envy the judges in being in that position because it's very, very tough competition. So can you talk more about the topic? Absolutely. So this year, um, the topic's title um, has to do with the challenges that 2020 presented. And the specific topic has to, to state that 2020 presented major challenges to the insurance industry and every insurance buyer in the country. And as clients reevaluated the insurance coverages and carriers, Agents quickly realized that they couldn't rely on brand loyalty anymore alone. Agents must also provide near perfect client experiences in order to protect them and keep business thriving. So we asked the candidate to then describe the biggest challenges your agency or company or clients faced this past year and what three service strategies you employ to overcome them and continue to deliver incredible experiences to your clients. Awesome. That's a lot. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, always, it's, it's a good point. We always try and kind of put a context around it, um, Dustin, and then we try and give a little structure because for some individuals, quite honestly, um, writing isn't always easy and it, it can be kind of, um, you and I talked about it, Dustin, kind of a little bit of a psychological hurdle. So if we give some structure about three items or, you know, an opening and a closing, I think it helps um, kind of guide the individual, but also still makes that essay very much an individual process and experience and story. Oh my gosh. Thank you for explaining that. Because I think when people see that essay, they might wig out at first and knowing all the parts and the thought that you put into the structure of that question, I think will help guide some people who are nominated when they're writing that essay. So I didn't realize all of that was, you know, all of the psychology was in that question. <laughs> we, we try. I, I'm, um, been known for not being short on words and kind of writing a lot of fluff. So I'm trying to help kind of uh, give structure. William Hold, our president and CEO, worked with us on that essay topic. Our academic development team also provided that. And obviously, last year, 2020, gave us a platform, certainly, to produce, I think, a lot of topics and ideas for this year as we reflect back on it. 2020 definitely gave us a whole lot. <laughs> so, Danielle, I'm channeling my high school years when my teacher would give me an essay and I need, I just have to ask, how long does it have to be? And in your it's experience, does, does that make a difference? Uh, no, honestly, it doesn't. Some people are much more succinct than others like myself. Okay. Um, a thousand word is the, the really maximum. And when you look at it, it's about a, a page, maybe a page and a half on your normal, um, you know, spacing and things of that nature that, okay. that, um, We've, we've seen a variety. And like I said, having the three items, it's usually three paragraphs and an opening and a closing. So you can estimate about five. But some individuals, like I said, can can get straight to the point, And it's just as, as powerful as some that maybe take the full 1,000 words. All right. So once someone is nominated, how long do they have to submit the essay? 
Great question, Mitch. So once somebody's nominated, we try and get that candidate out form to them roughly within 24 to 48 hours. The award deadline is May 1st this year. So prior to May 1st or on May 1st, we need to have that completed essay into us as well as the completed candidate form and those letters of reference. We also work very closely, as I mentioned, because the first level of the award is the state award winner. So we work very closely with our state association partners throughout the country, and they are responsible for doing the judging of the state winners too. So for instance, you may um, be from Florida and be nominated. That is, those pieces of documents will go to the Florida Association of Insurance Agents. They will you know, decide on the state winner and then submit that to us for the national award. Awesome. And then once the essays are in, what happens next? So once the essays are in, the judging begins, and that usually starts about June 1st for the state award winners. And then hopefully by mid-July, we will have the national winner announced. Um, okay. The great part after that is that's when the fun begins, when the phone calls really begin, um, when we get to really start focusing on the national award winner and doing some really special things from a media and an industry recognition perspective. Terrific. Well, thanks, Danielle. I appreciate you. Once again, if you want to nominate someone, uh, one of your colleagues for this award, go to our website at SCIC.com. Halfway down the homepage, there's a banner just on it this morning. Even has a little countdown, it'll tell you how long, how many more days and hours you have to make your submission. So thanks, Danielle. Appreciate you. Dustin, why don't you take over and introduce your crew of uh, insurance professionals and some of our past award winners, and let's talk about that for a minute. Thanks so much, Danielle. Thank you so much for all of the information that you got out there today. I am so excited. And even when I went on to SCIC.com myself and saw that ticker, I, I love tickers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a countdown to something major. And it really is this year with it being the 30th anniversary. And what an achievement for you even to have been a part of it for 25 years and see so many winners. And, you know, I was thinking about this over the weekend about how many designees that we have, and we've really got a great group nationwide of designees for CISR and CIC. But then I thought about the award winners specifically, what an exclusive group. Of You know, you maybe get around 50 state winners a year. And, and then you have one national winner per year. So what an exclusive group uh, to be a part of. And I'm so excited to be able to speak with a couple of those winners today. We've got a great group. We've got three wonderful guests today that are going to speak uh, about their wins. I was a uh, Arkansas State winner in 2011, and it was just a shock when I got the nomination myself. So I really wanted to dive into all the feels today so that anybody who's nominated or anybody who wants to nominate somebody can kind of shake those nerves off and make the 30th anniversary the best submissions on essay that we've ever had and just have hopefully maybe a record number of nominees even. I'm like, that's my internal goal, crossing fingers right here. <laughs> <laughs> so today I have with me uh, Reuben Hall. Ashley Fitzsimmons and Tracy Cotton. And uh, Ruben, I want to start with you. Ruben is the 2020 CSR of the Year state winner for Ohio. Congratulations. Thank you all. Thank you. Yay. 
Ruben, tell us a little bit about you and what you do in the insurance industry real quick. So for me, uh, I work at Oswald Companies in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, my role there is I'm an associate client manager in the uh, executive risk industry or specialty risk. So anything from your DNO, your cyber, professional liability, uh, coverages like that is what I specialize in. Um, been in insurance here for about five years now. And, you know, looking to increase that experience. That's cool, Ruben. I am so excited that you're even a newer industry professional. I did not realize that about you. And so I'm really excited to have you on the podcast representing the youngins today. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I'm, I'm here for all the youngins. So take after me, guys. Take after me. <laughs> Uh, next, I want to go to Ashley Fitzsimmons. Uh, she is one of my favorite people in the insurance industry right now. I'm working on making her my bestie, whether she wants to be or not. She is known as the Beyonce of insurance, and she also represents the youngins, though she has been in the industry for a hot minute now. So Ashley is a CISR designee and the 2018 National Outstanding CSR of the Year winner. And Ash, I want to uh, want you to tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Wait, first of all, why why are we working on becoming best friends? I thought we already were best friends. <laughs> okay, just wanted well, to clear that up. <laughs> hey, score one for me. Yes. So thanks so much for having me on here, guys. I'm really excited, and it's Danielle. It's nice to see you again after so long. Um, I am, when I won the award back in 2018, I was, yes, in the industry for a hot minute. Um, I had been in my fourth generation family insurance agency up in Forest City, Pennsylvania, near Scranton um, for about nine years. And then I transitioned a little bit and I am now in Ohio at the Ohio Insurance Agents Association. And I am currently the director of professional development here. And if you don't have Ashley on LinkedIn or any other social media, you need to go ahead and do that because she is constantly releasing stuff from the Ohio Association about all the interesting and fun classes that they have going on. Yeah, thanks. I'm definitely excited about the content we've started putting out. Definitely more relevant and themed towards the more modern agent and client. Modern agent. I love that. <laughs> So next I have Tracy Cotton and Tracy is a CIC and CISR designee as well as the 2003 CSR of the year state winner for Tennessee. Tracy is also the magnificent person who nominated Ashley for outstanding CSR of the year. Tracy, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. So, Dustin, I will just give you a small correction on that. I, uh -oh. When I won the state uh, Outstanding CSR of the Year Award in 2003, I was still living in North Carolina. And so I represented North Carolina as a CSR for many, many years. I just moved six months ago to Tennessee, although I'm originally from Tennessee. I've moved back home, if you will. Um, I started my insurance career in Tennessee, but I spent many, many years in North Carolina, and that's really where I had some of my best connections in insurance. I was working for Morrow Insurance Agency at the time, and now I am with Star Matthews Agency here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, we are actually based out of Calhoun, Georgia, and I'm an executive client manager. I have 
played many roles within the insurance industry in the years that I've been in. I've been in the industry for 28 years, so almost the 30 years of the uh, outstanding CSR year of the war, but I didn't win it back then. I didn't win it until 2003. I got to my 10-year anniversary before I got the award, but I have kind of come full circle. I started out as a CSR and spent a lot of years uh, as a CSR and then went on to become a producer and did that for, for, for some time. And now I'm back to being what I call a glorified CSR. And uh, as an executive client manager, I have the opportunity uh, to work with a lot of larger clients uh, for my boss and uh, have kind of a dual role where I can do both what he does as a producer, as well as fulfill some of the same things that I did as a CSR. Thank you so much. And I apologize for getting your state incorrect, but how awesome. And so we have just a broad connection here, but has anybody ever played the game Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have Six Degrees to Ashley Fitzsimmons going on here. <laughs> so Ashley is kind of the, the center of the connections here. So we have Ruben, who is a, an insurance professional in Ohio. Ashley, who is with the Ohio uh, Association, and then Tracy, who knows Ashley Fitzsimmons and nominated her. So it's more like one degree to Ashley Fitzsimmons today. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for uh, introducing yourselves and telling us a little bit about you guys. And again, I'm super excited to have you on here. Tracy, I want to start with you for right now. At the, uh, at the beginning of what this process is for uh, Outstanding CSR of the Year. So again, you nominated Ashley, and I want you to walk us through why you decided to make a nomination to the Outstanding CSR of the Year. Well, I kind of gave that away a little bit by telling the fact that I had been one. I knew how important it was to me. And although I've known some fantastic CSRs in my career, I mean, I was surrounded by them. Uh, at my former agency, I've known so many because of the time that I spent consulting and traveling the country and meeting other CSRs. But then you just meet somebody really special like Ash, and you know this is somebody who is not only an outstanding CSR and really, really always trying to find new ways to take care of her clients, but also somebody that could benefit from that program because I see it as you have to be willing to do the work. You've got to do that essay and you've got to be willing to to stand up and say, I'm willing to represent CSRs everywhere. And that's really, I mean, it's almost like, okay, sorry, Ruben, but it's almost like the Miss America of the, <laughs> uh, you know, of the insurance industry because, and I don't say that from a true standpoint. I say that because you recognize that you're representing a whole industry from that aspect of the CSR. And, and let's face it, you know, CSRs aren't always necessarily looked upon with the respect and the absolute admiration that they deserve, uh, whether they be male or female. But that's one of the things that really, I think, for me, I had known people before and thought, well, you know, if I put them up, what if they didn't even do the essay? I really wanted it to be somebody that I knew it would mean something to. and. I was self-nominated. So I will give that little plug out there for, for those of you out there that may not have lots of other good industry friends and maybe perhaps your boss is oblivious and isn't going to put you up for it. And you just feel really strongly like, I want to do this because I want to see if I could make it 
just challenge yourself on that. And self-nomination is great, but I really wanted Ash to know just how I saw her as being an outstanding CSR, whether or not she had made it all the way through. And I was so proud, of course, that she did. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for expressing that you were a self-nominee. I think that's really important to understand because I think there might be a lot of maybe self-doubt or even, you know, not perceiving yourself as worthy. Like, why would anybody nominate themselves? So to know that somebody as fantastic as you nominated yourself and, and really boosted your own confidence that way, that's awesome. Ruben, I want to see your Mr. America wave real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see if we can capture that on audio. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to ask all of you now, and I think Ruben, we'll start with you so that we can hear just a really prominent voice for for males out there. Uh, Like you said, Tracy, sorry, but it's kind of like the Miss America pageant. Well, we've got a Mr. America here. So what thoughts did you have when you received your nomination? How in shock or did you fall out of your chair or what (laughs) happened there? Well, uh, I was shocked. Uh, Luckily, I had a chair that was intact, so I didn't worry about falling out of it or anything like that. But (laughs) That's good. um, (laughs) That's good. Great risk management there. Yes, yes, yes. That's what our industry is about. So um, no, but uh, it was it was pretty shocking. Um, Actually, a colleague of mine had had, uh, nominated me. And um, when I got it at first, I was, you know, I was, I was, I had to ask for him and I was like, did, did you send me this? Like, was this, was this supposed to go to me? I was really shocked. I was like, what's this for? You know, but um, after, you know, reading through it and, and reading about, you know, what the award was, you know, potentially winning and what was it about, you know, I was just really, you know, honored and very humble and experienced to, to be, so, you know, selected and, and somebody at work, you know, recognizing. And the funny thing about it is, uh, my colleague who I work with, uh, I don't really necessarily directly work with her, but we work sometimes in tandem. So, you know, with her just, you know, kind of recognizing me and, and, you know, with our just our limited experience and nominating me, it was just, you know, a pretty great feeling there. That's great. Thank you so much. Ashley, what was it like for you? I mean, it, Tracy's got me like tearing up over here. I didn't know I was going <laughs> to need tissues during this entire thing, but I mean... I, I remember the day she texted me and I was sitting at my desk and I got that notification from her and she's like, so I think I'm going to nominate you for for the National um, CSR of the Year Award. And I I don't know what my response was, but it was probably something like, why? Like, I was really confused just because it was it's so humbling that somebody thinks that of you. I mean, we had been friends for multiple years at this point. You know, she's somebody that I looked up to that every time we went to a conference, we, you know, we always learn from one another. So to have somebody, you know, one of my peers that I get motivation from and look up to nominate me for something like this, it was just, it was very humbling. And it, it took a couple of days to set in like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make Tracy proud and I'm going to do it. And you did. So is, is this the first time we're having this conversation between Tracy and Ashley about, you know, why she nominated you and how grateful you were? I mean, like, this- it's, we never really, ha- I've, I've seen her since then, but we never really had an in-depth, like, over-the-phone conversation about this particular topic. Like, I feel like we've talked about literally everything else. Yeah. But this was just kind of like a couple text messages back and forth. Of like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, this means the world to me and I'll keep you posted. And then it was just like a whirlwind after that. That's awesome. 
And Tracy, I bet you had all the feels when you found out that your nominee not only made a state winner, but then made national. You know, I, I knew when she made state and that was, you know, that was tremendous in itself. But when I, and, and I knew a little ahead of the, the broad announcement, just because she clued me in right away. I, I just was, it, it was just an incredible feeling to know that somebody that I knew so well, and I knew that kind of effort that she put in, not only for this award, but on a daily basis, just, I, it's, I think it's kind of a, a it's a, it's a real motivational thing, even back in your own direction. So I, you know, I really, I, for me, I was just like, woohoo, you know, this is, this is exactly what she deserves. And to get to see somebody, you know, achieve something that they deserve is not actually something you get to see every day. Yes. I, that's like the epitome of being in the insurance industry for me is how many opportunities we have to connect with others not just customers, but the professionals in our industry as well, especially through courses that the National Alliance offers. When we get to go to those in-person classes and mingle with other people that do what we do or that do a version of what we do or a career option in the insurance industry that we didn't even know was there, um, but you get to connect with them. And then not only that, you get to see how awesome they are. And then part of what connects us all together is being able to work as a disconnected, but at times connected team, because we're all moving towards the same goal and in the same direction to just provide the best service that we can for the insurance products that we sell. Um, and so when you get to lift somebody up for everything that they've done and how awesome they are, I think in any industry that you're in, that's just an awesome feeling no matter what. Absolutely. So, Danielle, I want to go back to you for just a second. You said there's an essay topic. I know when I was nominated, so I was caught off guard with a nomination, didn't expect it at all. And I don't even remember what I did that was so magnificent in the first place. <laughs> but when I found out there was a an essay, I was actually in the middle of a, of a college career as it was. So it was just another essay on my plate. It wasn't that much of a shock to have to write an essay, but what was even harder? Now, if I would have known the anatomy of the question that you put together, I think it would have been, it would have been a lot easier. Um, but I just, for me, it was, you know, insurance service professionals believe that their professional relationships with clients may be threatened by agencies and company efforts to use more technology and such as the internet, instant messaging, automated systems. In 2011, this stuff was just starting to kind of take root. Of course, it was there and we all knew what it was, but it hadn't really gone mainstream in the insurance industry. So wrapping my brain around like how this was going to affect not just my little agency, but the whole insurance industry, it was really nerve wracking. Like, what can I say in an essay that's going to make some kind of profound statement for the insurance industry as a whole? Do you, Danielle, ever get responses from nominees like, what the heck? <laughs> what is this? You know what we we do on occasion, and so you know we'll have we'll have a few people call or or email in, just wanting to make sure they understand it correctly. What I think is so fascinating too, um, in having the opportunity to read so many essays over the years um, as they've come back in and been selected, is just the way people perceive the question. You would think that something that could be, and I'm not going to say as basic as you know what three ways you do X, Y, and Z. And in the insurance industry, you think all CSRs 
are going to always say, you know, it's always about communication and education or whatever. But there's tangents in the creativity that these these individuals go off of that there are some similarities, but the differences are what are so kind of marked and fascinating. And we've actually, you know, used these essays before in some of our, our marketing opportunities in looking at some things as it relates to some of our curricula, um, you know, with agency operations and agency management. I have to tell you, Dr. Hold has always been so excited when he gets to make the national presentation because we utilize parts of the individual's essay in, in the speeches, and he's even quoted them before. And then um, most importantly, Rough Notes and our, our own resources magazine reproduce those essays in their entireties, not only for the national winner, but the four national finalists too. And so many of our state associations again, reproduce those essays. So they they go far and beyond, and I think they're kind of inspirational. I also think they're guideposts for maybe best practices on what people can take as advice and and use that to kind of nurture their careers and development going forward. So it, it's we do have those calls on occasion, Dustin, and you try and explain it without kind of, um, you know, giving the gold away. Um, hopefully some of the insight today, you know, gives people a little bit different perspective on the essay, but we're really looking, the judges are really looking for a very creative approach. You don't have to be the best writer. We do not take off for spelling um, and grammar issues, but it's that overall essence and content of the message that you're trying to display. And does it hit the point of, of what we're trying to convey in that essay topic? So that was a great Easter egg that Dr. Hold uses some of the essay in his own speeches. I'm gonna have to start, I'm just learning all kinds of little Easter eggs here. <laughs> the anatomy of a question. Dr. Hold using pieces of the essays, and it's just like, just listen closely. <laughs> I know, I'm giving away all the trade secrets right now, too. <laughs> and also some more information about the notoriety that comes with it in publishing an insurance journal uh, and rough notes, you know, stuff like that. But then gives a little bit of the nerve back to, you know, let everybody know that grammar and spelling does not count. <laughs> which is good for me. I use, I have an Alexa over here. I use her a lot for Alexa. How do you spell? <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Does anybody remember what their essay topic was and what kind of nerves did you have uh, learning that you needed to put in a little effort to write said essay? Yeah. I mean, I remember my topic. Fortunately, it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing. I love writing and I love being satirical and um, super sarcastic. So that was the part of the bad part of it because I'm like, okay, well, I want them to take me seriously and I probably shouldn't say anything inappropriate. But my topic was much easier than Dustin's. I feel like it was when back when she did this. Basically, it was how do you do more with less? Um, you know, what things are helping me accomplish my tasks at work while still providing excellent customer service. So I had to break down four different areas in things that help me get through the day and help me be that, you know, extra special CSR to my clients. Thanks so much for that, Ashley. Ruben, it looked like you had some insight there. Do you remember what your uh, essay topic was and how you felt when the bomb was dropped? Uh, yeah, um, I do remember my my essay topic. So it was actually kind of similar to yours, Dustin. I believe um, it did ask about like two most important changes you expect to see in customer service in the next five years, as well as um, I think it was four ways uh, that your clients' expectations will change in the next five years as well. So, uh, you know, a lot to break down there. Uh, but 
uh, take doing the essay, it was, you know, kind of the same as, as Ashley. I, I kind of consider myself, you know, somewhat joking. So being serious in, in this whole thing was, was a bit of a challenge, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot to cover there. So I really had to, you know, really think about, you know, what, what type of these things are important to me and also, you know, what, what's the biggest issue that we have with our clients right now in the, in the industry and the things that we're going in, you know, and those, and, you know, honing out those specific things, you know, and conveying them in an essay. Cause I mean, I haven't done an essay since college, so it's been quite a while that, you know, I've, I've had the experience of, of getting there and, and actually, you know, writing something down, brainstorming that whole process. So um, it was definitely a, a little, felt like we almost riding a bike again, but, you know, we got it done. Yeah. Did it look like mine where, I don't know if you did this in college, where you started with a central idea, you put it in a bubble and you drew the lines in another bubble and so I oh, just yeah. had bubbles all over the place. And, <laughs> yeah, I think mine was squares bubbles. though. I think I used squares. <laughs> <laughs> what I called the bubble-brained idea instead of the hair-brained idea. Yeah. Tracy, what was it like for you? Now, since you self-nominated, it wasn't much of a shock <laughs> No, it, it wasn't, but uh, I. I actually think that for me, despite the fact that I'm like, I'm like Ash, I, I like to write and it wasn't so much trying to tone down my voice. It was really just my topic. I had to go Google it because I couldn't remember what it was. But thankfully, because, you know, the things are out there for posterity, I found the original article that talked about me having won it. And it said what my topic was because, you know, I've slept since then 18 years ago, <laughs> my greatest accomplishment as a CSR. And it's. There's two things there that I think make it harder to write, even though my topic was relatively easy compared to some of your topics, was I had, you know, most of the time you're writing about a book you read or something, you know, when you're doing an essay, you think of essay, the first thing you think about is something scholastic. And this is different. This is about your career. This is about what you do every day. And sometimes it's almost harder to kind of hone down into an essay form or feel good about. But I think even more so, it was hard to talk about myself. And, and that's something that surprised me because I thought, oh, you know, I'll have no problem whatsoever. But then it was like, what have I done? In 10 years, what have I done? Because at that point, it had been 10 years of my career. And it was really kind of hard to pinpoint. And it was really hard to kind of talk about myself as if it was something great. I, you know, I knew what I did. And that's the thing. I think most most CSRs will tell you they, they know that they really love what they do. Hopefully they do. Uh, they love who they work with. They, they love working with the clients. But they don't necessarily consider themselves to be great. And even though I felt like I wanted to go for that challenge and self-nominate it, I, I know that trying to sit down and write that essay probably took me a really long time. So here's another little piece of advice. As soon as you get that letter, and you get that letter and it tells you what the topic is and it tells you you've been nominated and you're going to go ahead and you're going to go for it. Start on it right away. Don't wait till the last minute because it's not going to get easier. And you really may need some time to to really think through and maybe even write a rough draft. It doesn't hurt. And certainly to have somebody kind of go back and look over your, your information. Again, it's not being grammatically looked at, but to know you're putting your best effort forward it could be that you just need to tweak a few things. And so take that extra time that you're going to need in order just to make sure that you're doing the very best that you can, because you've only got the one shot and why not make it the best? All of that is some wonderful advice, Tracy. I honestly didn't expect you to go into uh, tip mode there. 
But there was something that you said that really resonated with me. And it was, what have I done? You nominated yourself 10 years in. And when you were thinking about your essay, one of the questions that came up was, what have I done in 10 years? When I first talked to you about being on this podcast, you know, I think that was really the central theme of of what you thought uh, it probably meant to Ashley in order to be nominated and the questions that probably circled in her head, like, how am I going to answer this? What have I done? And I think that's really a great stepping stone when somebody is nominated as an outstanding CSR of the year. It really makes you reflect on, you know, what have I done in order to be able to write this essay, in order to try and represent the insurance industry in a positive way? What have I done? So it makes you self-reflect. And when you do that, you end up also thinking, well, now what can I do? You know, what have I done? But after this, I can't, you know, do I just let this fall flat or what can I do now? And Ruben being newer in the industry, I want to know if that happened in your brain as you were thinking about the essay. Did you have to do some self-reflection? And now that you've been nominated, what does it mean for your career? What does it mean for your value in the insurance industry? Yeah. So um, with that, I mean, I would just say uh, just as far as the value of the insurance industry, I mean, we realized that, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, I would have never thought like, you know, to Tracy's point, I mean, I, you kind of it's hard to kind of evaluate yourself and you're like, am I really, you know, like worthy of this award? You know, so it's it's one of those things and, and you're writing through it and you kind of think about some of the things you did. And you're like, well, I think that's good. But, you know, I guess the, the, the thing that helps, too, is, is when you're getting that type of recognition from, you know, a colleague or someone else who who sees it and, and, and they know because of, you know, their past history of working with other, you know, CSRs and things like that. So I would just say, you know, once, once I, you know, find out I won and, and, and everything like that, I was just like, wow, I mean, you know, where, where can I go with this? What can I do now? Like what, what, what else could I do? I'll give me another essay. I'll, you know, I'll write it, whatever it is. So um, definitely exciting and, and uplifting. Yes. That's, that's the importance of, of nominating someone. You think maybe you're just boosting their confidence for a minute, but you're really giving them a direction, a, a self-imposed direction, because they really have to think about it. Ashley, um, hearing everything that just went down, did this happen for you? Because, you know, your career is really kind of in an upward traje- uh, trajectory. <laughs> um, and so I want to know if Outstanding CSR of the Year not just a state winner, but national winner really gave you that boost of confidence that you needed in order to say, what else can I do? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because my mom said that modesty is my only flaw, but I really, I really don't think that, you know, I, this is still so humbling. Like when I started out in the insurance industry and my voice started getting out there and, you know, I would go to conferences and people would say, oh, I follow you online. And I'd be like, why? Why do you follow me online? And they're just like, I like what you say. You don't have a filter. And like you, you say what other people are thinking. And that hasn't stopped being humbling. And I think, you know, the timing of the CSR of the year award. And then, you know, I actually met my current boss um, at the Pennsylvania conference. We had a futures conference and we were there and the Ohio Association happened to be there. And I was getting my state award from Danielle that day. And it was just it was pretty incredible. I met my current boss there and he said, you know, if you were doing, if you could do anything else in the insurance industry right now, besides being an agent, what would you do? And I said, I just want to help people. 
I, I said, you know, I love helping my clients. I love educating them and I love the insurance industry, but I think I could be reaching a broader audience. So, you know, I might be the director of professional development now, but I talk to people on a daily basis and I'd like to think the way that I handle their issues and their problems and their questions makes them sit back and think, well, man, this is, she's just helping me with professional development or like the association side. Maybe I should up my game with my clients. So I like to think that it has a little bit of a ripple effect of, man, if she's doing, doing this just for this, I need to be doing this for something much more important when I'm helping my clients. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much uh, to all of you for sharing those nerves and what it really meant for you to be nominated and how it really helped you gain perspective on your career. I want to ask one more question of Ashley, because there is something that you have done that none of us have done. Uh, there's a video short of you as a national winner. And so for anybody who may be an entrant into this awesome award, what is it like to have a camera crew following you around and just getting the best of Ashley Fitzsimmons? Well, first of all, it was amazing. I mean, I've, I can't say that Fitzsimmons Insurance has ever had a camera crew in the office or that a drone has ever flown over the mile-long Forest City area taking pictures of it. Um, I mean, it was just such a fun few days. Um, Danielle, Danielle knows. I feel like she should be answering this question because it's like, you know, my, my town back home will have a party for any reason. Like the sun can come out and my mom's like, we're having a neighborhood get together. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. They will have a party. So of course, when this happened, it was a big party. Uh, everyone was over the house. Um, Danielle and her team, they were super welcoming, super warm. They came in, they got along with everybody right away. I mean, we're, it's pretty tough to not get along with our crowd. So it was super fun that they got to witness all of the friends and family coming together. They got to eat pierogies for the first time. I feel like Zach had never had a pierogi in his life and he was so excited. And then not only that, they got to come to the office and then they followed me to the conference that I was at out in um, Bedford, Pennsylvania, which was super cool to have them videotaping that aspect of my life too. And like, you know, the social aspect and helping other agents and how I interacted in that capacity. So it was just I feel like it was like a once in a lifetime thing. Like I've been on camera before, but that was that was just something above and beyond. That was so cool. That's amazing. And I really wanted that to get out there um, because, you know, when you become a national winner, you you get a lot of attention for it. Oh, my gosh, you guys, this has been so much fun. I am so excited. Mitch, thank you so much for joining me as uh, a host on this particular podcast. Danielle, thank you so much for all of the information and the Easter eggs that you divulged to really help others get over their nerves and really take the opportunity to make this uh, nomination the best that they can make out of it. Tracy, the nuggets of information that you dropped on just how to boost your own confidence and the confidence of others, so appreciative of that. There was so much uh, knowledge and sincerity there. Ruben, thank you so much uh, for joining us as Mr. America um, <laughs> for the Outstanding CSR of the Year podcast. And Ash, as always, thank you. The National Alliance has played an important role in all of our careers, and the Outstanding CSR is an opportunity to help a shining star shine even brighter and acknowledge that producers aren't the only industry rock stars. CSRs are the hidden rock star behind their producers. Um, so get your nominations in now. As Danielle said, the deadline is May 1st. 
And that's not just to make a nomination. That's to get your reference letters and your essay in. So if you would like to be a nominee, you'll go ahead and have your essay ready and, you know, drop Easter eggs around the office uh, to get that nomination in. Mitch, any closing words from you? Nope, not at all. Summed it up well. Thanks, everybody. We really appreciate your uh, tuning in. If you want any additional information about any of our podcasts, just visit our website at scic.com forward slash resource. So thanks, Dustin. Thank we'll you. See you on Awkward Insurance. Thanks, guys. Thank you.